to the Let's Talk University podcast. I'm Juliana, or Julie for short, and this series we're talking about who am I? Who are we? Who are you? Uh, we're in the new year, so it's 2021, and we thought that this is the perfect time to discover the sense of self. And today we have Chelsea, EJ, and Melissa, because we are just going to have a fun discussion on who we are as people. And right now we're talking about who we were in the past, who we were in high school. So it's the past for us, it's the past for me and Chelsea. And we thought we're a little bit too far removed from high school and all those high school experience. I honestly don't remember what high school was. Like, was I even there? Maybe. <laughs> and um, so with Chelsea and me, we're gonna be sitting down and having a conversation with EJ and Melissa, who are currently high school students, and they're going to enlighten us on how it is being a high school student in the time of COVID in 2021 and everything about that. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so EJ and Melissa, if you can introduce yourselves by saying just your name, a little bit about you, and with an emotional or a gratitude check-in, because we've been doing that lately. So... Um, by check-in, I mean anything you've been grateful for or how you've been feeling lately. I would say my gratitude check-in is that I took a really good nap today and I'm grateful for awesome. that. I'm grateful for awesome. the opportunity to take a really good nap and it just allowed me to center myself going into this week because it's going to be a really busy week and I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. I keep forgetting it's week two for us right now. It is week two. Quarter system, system kids. For <laughs> mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah, like, does anyone want to hop on first, introduce themselves? Because I know we're all dying to hear about you guys, especially the special guests today. Yes. Sure, yeah. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, so my name is Melissa. I'm a senior. I guess a little bit about myself is I'm 17 years old. Um, I have a younger sister, older brother, and I play on our, my varsity team at my school. I also play club soccer, and I think soccer is one of my biggest passions. Um, for our gratitude check-in, today I went on a run, and it really helped me clear my mind. I think sometimes being stuck at home can be a little bit frustrating and draining, and so running and taking in, you know, the wind and just everything around me was really nice. So yeah, that's what I'm really grateful for. You inspire me. I wish I could run like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to like convince yourself to do it. Oh, yeah, it's hard. I convince myself to not do it. That's the problem. <laughs> but EJ, how about you? Um. Uh, so uh, <laughs> hello, my, my bad. I was just not ready. My name's Elijah. Um, people call me EJ. Everybody calls me EJ. Uh, I am 17. I'm so close to being 18. My birthday is January 15th. So I'm oh like, my like, god! Capricorn gang, let's go! <laughs> what's, my, what's your birthday? Mine's the thirteenth. Hey, yeah. okay, it's really soon. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, continue, continue. All right, um, yeah. So uh, I'm about to turn eighteen. Um, uh, don't really have any plans for it. Uh, I am. I do play varsity track. I run track, and uh, yeah, I run track and. 
I am in varsity level. I do I do practice at a club because my coach owns one. So then that's how we can kind of like get on the track and run mm. with the COVID and you can't really run. Um, my gratitude check-in, I would say I took a nap too. I took a nap, but I was also really hungry today. <laughs> and I didn't really make anything. I was, I, now I'm just eating chips. So I'm waiting for uh, dinner, but I was really hungry and I took a nap. So it was good. You ate, you ate dinner. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm totally butchering this joke, but you ate sleep for dinner. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> I ate sleep for dinner. Yeah, it was pretty good, to be honest. Maybe <laughs> I was hungry. <laughs> awesome. I'll give the last check-in. Um, so, hey, guys, it's Chelsea here again. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers. And it's just a little snippet about me, um, just to kind of refresh people, you know, just kind of here, a second-year college student at UCLA, and um, for my gratitude check-in, I wanted to nap today, so I'm ungrateful that I didn't nap. However, I'm also very grateful that I was productive at the same time because I'm able to get a bunch of like these applications for programs that I want to get into. Um, and they're almost due soon, so I have to do that really soon. And I'm glad I got to do it. So go me. No laziness tonight. Go Chelsea. We love a productive girl. There you go thank you guys thank you guys um but <laughs> afterwards you know after you know checking in thank you for letting us know how you are you know because you know like since this episode is revolving about the pandemic and a little side note we do have a COVID special we do have a COVID special with like two episodes um so if you want to do yourself a little favor you can always go ahead and check those two episodes prior to this or even afterwards it's not chronological and so um, that kind of will give you a little more perspective also. However, just like Julie said earlier, we're a little too old to have the high school perspective. And especially since we're not mm -hmm. in high school right now during the pandemic. So right now we're kind of really interested in what they have to say. So my first question, to be honest, and I think kind of like a question that everyone has is like, how do you feel that you've been able to do academically during this pandemic, you know, like during online school, distance learning, um, especially since like you both mentioned, you both do sports and you both seem, especially you, Melissa, like you both seem very passionate about it. Um, so how mm -hmm. has that really been changed since this whole like up, uprooting of our whole lives, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, oh like, you can go, you can go first. I bet. <laughs> um, so with like the whole uh, socials, uh, social distancing and uh, learning from at home, I think it's really just a huge struggle, to be honest. Um, I find a struggle to even just wake up now and just like kind of like continue and do work. Uh, like it's really just tiring. And I don't know, like I'm pretty sure uh, Melissa feels the same, but it feels like we're getting uh, extra work that we have been from uh, from past and like from us being at, uh, it's very different from us actually going to school and us being learning from a uh, home. And it's really just kind of like, I feel like it's really just like a huge struggle to be honest. Like I can't learn, uh, especially like how I used to. And I feel like that's kind of like where I took strength in seeing like what I need help on and what I can study more. And now it's like, I'm barely getting the information that um, that's kind of like trying to be taught to us. And it's in especially having AP classes. Um, it's kind of weird because uh, for my AP Gov class, I feel like I'm getting none of the information that's actually going to be on the AP test. 
and all the information that I am getting is just horrible and I can't really learn from it it's um like I said it's really just like a huge struggle to me and then like I find myself just falling asleep in classes Mm -hmm. and oh no it's just (laughs) yeah I'm usually always eating in class like it's just very different from when we were at school and yeah availability of us getting or us being able to be distracted by different things is just way more like increased and because I know I usually get a lot of distractions off my phone and being in class it's just it's just really not good but I'm able to st- stay up in classes you now so able to keep my uh, keep my grades up get or AP test because I don't really know what that's going to have on it I don't know if I'm going to uh, especially a seat in it or um in, like do good in it <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely, Elijah, I agree with you. I think I also, a lot of my teachers have been giving more homework now and we were in, in class and I don't really like that and I don't really agree with them doing that because I think it's definitely harder to get in contact with them. And like you said, a lot of my motivation to go and go ask for help was seeing that my grades were like suffering, but sometimes teachers won't input grades until a lot later. So I don't really know that maybe I'm not doing as well. Um, And it's interesting, I think at the beginning, I was really scared that I would get like distracted and not as well. Um, But somehow I've like managed to kind of pull through and my grades have been fine, but I definitely get distracted in class. And like Elijah, I'm kind of scared for the AP exams because I think my grades are fine and I'm not necessarily worried about that. But I think once it comes to the exams, I'm not sure I'm gonna know all the information that is needed. But I think sports-wise, still with, like, um, COVID, I've been super fortunate that my, like, like club soccer, I've still been able to practice. We're doing, like, social distance soccer, which isn't the same, but it's definitely better than doing, like, Zoom calls, which is what we did at the beginning. Um, So I think I'm kind of grateful for that, but definitely not the same. And I have hopes that soon we'll go back to a little bit more of, like, normal. But, yeah, it it sucks. Mm. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to do AP courses during this time. AP courses were so stressful for me mm-hmm. during like junior and senior year. And I, and I was in class just learning, trying to do all the material. So having to do it by yourself from like a place like from your house, mostly that's full of distractions, that that can be really hard. Yeah, and, it's, yeah it's hard. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And sports, like you guys mentioned, you're both in sports, like sports, when I was in high school was like my everything. I was on a club team. I was on a club softball team. I was on the school team. And so I would just look forward to practice after every long day, because even though it was like physically exhausting, I still loved being with my friends that were that were there and a part of the teams. So yeah, I just want to. Yeah. Yeah, Melissa, I don't know how you uh, how you did the um, the uh, workout on the uh, social distancing. I don't think I ever participated in a track workout over social distancing. I just did not know how to do it. They would be like, "Do ten pushups." I'm like, "My TV looks a lot better though." Like, why would no? Um, I am happy because we are able to have access to a track, but um that's like the only way and we can only get on Saturdays and that's like the only way how we can practice kind of like how Melissa was saying and it's very short-term it's very um kind of like strict very strict rules um I think I'm grateful to like make sure like we don't have that much people in track so we can kind of be a little bit looser with it 
um, but still, like, with, like, the cross-country, they have to do all their workouts in different uh, formats where, like, it was very different from what we used to do. And, like, yeah, like you said, it was, like, one of the best things, uh, uh, like, after school, just going kind of, like, to uh, your practice and making sure that was, like, you had fun in it. It was very, like, you know, very different from now because all we do is just work, show up to the practice and we're just there. <laughs> Yeah, I think sports were definitely, at least for me, the most rewarding part. So I, you know, I knew that even if the day was not as great and I wasn't looking forward to classes, I knew that my sixth period would be soccer and kind of make everything feel a lot better. So it's kind of, you know, sad to not be able to have that now, but I think kind of getting used to it. Yeah, trying to get used to it, trying to adapting during this time to adapt in general during this time is really hard. And I commend all you guys for doing that. And Melissa, you touched on like, it's hard to stay motivated during this time. But I just want to know like what you guys have been doing to like, stay on top of your studies, because that you've got to stay on top of them, no matter what you want to graduate. So I just want to know what you guys have been doing to stay motivated. Yeah, um, I started I think at the beginning, I was having a little bit of a hard time and I was just kind of going with the flow, but eventually that I got like kind of tired of doing that and I could see myself kind of drifting away from actually trying. So I started to like mix up my routine or like change it up and I started waking up early. And since classes now online, we start at like nine. Sometimes I was waking up like five minutes before class and I just didn't like how that felt. So I started waking up earlier and now I wake up at like six and I try to do something more productive so I'll start at six and at the beginning of the week I try to go on like my google classroom and see if my teachers have posted any of my assignments and I write down on a piece of paper on my assignments due that week and I try to see which ones are the ones that are going to be do the most like recent I guess and I try to like finish those up and also um I try to make time for myself because I think if you start doing that and focusing just on school that can become really stressful so in the mornings after I do like my list of stuff I have to do I'll go on like a run or I'll go on a walk and just kind of listen to music and that really helps um but yeah also just making an effort or like trying to force yourself at first to stay on top of things and not use my phone while I'm on like a zoom class even mm -hmm. though it's really hard because sometimes I'll be like sending TikToks to my friends or watching TikToks um, while I'm in class. Mm -hmm. um, but I can tell that if I do that, like my, like, especially like before test, and I know it's like a big lecture um, and I do that, I know I don't do as well. So I'm trying to force myself to pay attention and kind of really um, understand everything my teacher is trying to say. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you do that, Melissa. I don't know how, like, I have no clue how you wake up earlier and, you know, have a whole task and get your, that is a war, that, I, I applaud you for that because that is not me at all. I, um, I'm the complete opposite. I've been staying up since, uh, till like two or three in the morning, just doing assignments and it, it doesn't even matter. Like I could be actually all caught up, but I still stay up like two o'clock and three in the morning just because like I can't fall asleep. And um, yeah, my whole class period is TikTok. Like I feel like I learn more <laughs> from TikTok than my actual class period at times. 
um i just have no clue how uh i stayed motivated by thinking about uh college um and kind of like you know this is my senior year so that has been a, a lot of talk for me and to be honest it was actually really re uh, rewarding when i saw my first college acceptance and now they're kind of just like rolling in a lot um and now <laughs> now Yay. i kind of uh, I'm just thinking about that and making sure my GPA is raised to make sure like I can like continue or go to that college. Um, other than that, I don't really, my motivation probably for school right now is I just kind of like want to learn some of the stuff and then other stuff that I don't really want to learn, it, there's always TikTok. <laughs> but I usually yeah, figure out. kind of oh, good for that. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. It's not it's good for some educational reasons. I myself personally had to log off because I would spend hours on there. I had to log out, delete the app because I had no self-control. I was like, I have to stop this now before I go down another rabbit hole. At least you have the self-control to delete the app. I don't even have that. <laughs> I just like, I accept yeah. that I have a problem and then I just let it happen. Yeah, We're in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, Elijah, like, what part of college do you feel is, like, the most exciting and, like, motivating part? Because, like, for example, like, for me, what I was really looking forward to college was just, like, the whole aspect of meeting new people, especially because while I was in high school, especially since high school was ending, like, I didn't have the best, like, relationships with my friends. So I was like, oh, I'm ready to meet new people, you know, ready to get out there. So, like, what's kind of, like, your reason to, or, like, what are your reasons to feel so excited and motivated for college? Um, I feel excited and motivated for college because of being able to experience and go to different places. I um, this is kind of like one like my like I don't I really want to call it a pet peeve, but it's something that annoyed me all my life. Um, I've only lived in California. I've never ventured out of California. I've been to Catalina and I went to Florida like uh, last week, and that was like my first time ever going out of the states. I've never been out of California other than that, uh, other than Las Vegas, um, <laughs> which is just like some hotels and then we come back. So um, I think really my motivation for it or like what I really wanted to do is uh, venture out of state. So like I was really excited for that aspect and like learning and seeing new places and trying to like adapt to the uh, those new places. Like I I've applied everywhere um, and I've got accepted everywhere. Um, so I am kind of like Ooh. happy to see that. Yay. Yeah, I am pretty happy to see that. But I think like that was like one of like the main things that I was really like kind of like excited for. And at this point, I'm just kind of like, oh, now wh where should I go? Um, yeah, I think I think the most surprising thing is I, I never even really seen snow or like had like a snowy day or anything like that. So I mean I'm kind of excited for that too. Like I just really never ventured out of the state. So like this um like going to college in a different place and it, like you know kind of like getting used to it is a huge change for me. And I think that's what I kind of like get my most motivation for it. Like being able to adapt to a huge change. Yeah, definitely. And I think that also goes to show, you know, because like, that is also part of like your social life, you know, wanting to like socially venture, not even just with people, but like places like I totally feel you on the whole, like not really leaving California part. But it's so funny, because I had the opposite reaction when I was applying to college, I was like, I just want to stay in California. But you know, like, 
going on to like the social aspect of life, like, you know, like you can't be around people anymore. You can't just be around your friends anymore. And that's a lot. Like we're kind of, we're humans are like social beings. So being kind of like barred from that is like a huge, like, whoa, like WTF moment. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel that you guys have been kind of restrained socially or like what aspects of college do you feel that are going to be a little troublesome if the pandemic continues? And, you know, like, especially as you guys venture into your first year, since you guys are leaning more towards the end of your high school career and all that, which sounds a little scary, but I promise y'all it's so much cool. Life is so much cooler after high school. At life least goes on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> life does go on after high school. Life goes on after high school. So yeah, any of, and whichever one of you can go first, but just kind of like, if there's anything that you feel like has been prominent in your social life. Um, yeah, I think I'm really hoping that COVID gets like better because like Elijah said, I think a lot of my motivation and excitement about college is getting to meet new people, going different places. And I think part of me is kind of scared. None of that will be able to happen because of COVID. And I think, you know, it's kind of sad that like our generation or just like anybody right now, you know, is getting like kind of robbed of that experience. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely going to be different. And I think even like the college campuses are like trying to figure out what they're going to do for, for their students because they have no idea. And it's something that everyone is experiencing at the same time. It's so new. So nobody really knows what we're like. Nobody knows what we're doing. So I think we just kind of have to go with the flow. But I'm really, really hoping it'll get better um, by the time like at least like I'm, I'm back in like college and at least I, I hope I can get like one year of like kind of normal because um, I was also excited about like senior year and doing, you know, soccer season, having our graduation. I really want a graduation. I don't really care much about like prom or, or like homecoming, any of that, but like, I really hope we get a graduation. I think um, walking across the stage is kind of, you know, it's just something like, um, I kind of think about and it seems like super rewarding to just do that and be like okay I finished like I did that so hopefully we get that exactly yeah and how about you Elijah um <laughs> um <laughs> don't one, worry it's a loaded I, question it's a loaded question take time pause digest yeah <laughs> um I think what hurts me the most with the social aspect is I'm not able to kind of like, I'm not able to kind of like be with my friends. Like I really wanted, like I enjoyed that. Like that was like my favorite thing doing after school or uh, even going um, like even like uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. I love getting like a call from my friend and being like, hey bro, what you doing right now? And I'm like, bro, I just wake, I just woke up. I have not like, what do you mean? And he's like, bro, we're all playing football. You need to get up and come. And I'm like, really? Where at? <laughs> and then like, next thing you know, like I'm already grabbing my uh, cleats and like, I'm grabbing my gloves within like the next five minutes and I'm running out my house, like trying to catch them for a football game. I think that was like the fun aspect of it. And I love doing it. I love, like, you know, getting calls like, hey, bro, you trying to hit the movies? Yeah, sure. Why not, bro? Like, what movie are we going to see? Like, I don't and they even care. Like, we would go see, like, Aladdin or, <laughs> like, you know, like, childish mm -hmm. movies. It did not care. Like, I think that's really the social aspect that I kind of miss, just being around other people and, like, 
being able to share a laugh or, you know, like uh, talk about like whatever dumb stuff that we have that day. Um, I think that's kind of like what I really missed about the social aspect of it. And then like a lot of that uh, kind of like venturing back to uh, uh, sports was in the locker rooms. Like we love having our locker room conversations. That was like the best and worst time because we would all be done from a workout and we'll all just barely like be limping back to the track or like back to the locker room. And then we'll start like a weird conversation, like talking about would you prefer hot dogs or burgers while we're changing? Like it was just, <laughs> it's just that aspect of it was just so fun. And um. I think that's kind of like the one that I really, really miss a lot. And like, uh, it was just better knowing that I could, you know, do anything with my friends. Like I can go grab a bite. I don't have to go have it kind of like by myself. And now I can't even go grab a bite. I have to stay at the house and try to see if I can fix something up together. Um, I think that's kind of like the part that like really hurts me. And um, I am kind of like hoping that my college year would change so I can like uh, get some of that. But um, yeah, I think that was just like the most like hurting part about the pandemic and having a, a, a having to be forced to stay at home. It's just just really weird. Like, I think my friends really still try to call me up and be like, "Hey, bro, you trying like you know play some football?" And I'm just like, "Where?" And he's just like, "Well, we can go there." I'm like, "Nope, bro. We have to hop over the gate, and if not, security's by gun on us." And it's like, "Oh, yeah, you're right." And we had to like kind of like. We can't really go to our normal places. And even if we do try to find some places, then we're most likely going to get kicked out. So it was just very weird to know that we can't really do what we usually do and what, like, usually causes us happy and or, like, makes us have fun. It's very, like, um, adapting for. Yeah, and, like, similar to what you were saying, EJ, um, before the pandemic hit, like, is there any, like, significant memory that you feel like you have that would be so bizarre or like you couldn't really imagine it happening now. Like one thing I take for consideration is for example, like blowing out candles because you know, like we would blow out with air and then our bacteria <laughs> went on the cake and we would get the cake and we would just be like, here you go. And you know, like even to this day, I think post pandemic, I might not do a candle thing. Mm -hmm. It still depends like obviously who's there, but like what's kind of one thing that you feel preferably like a positive experience if, if you have a negative one don't don't worry about it like you can just be like well life sucked too but um <laughs> what kind of things do you guys feel that you you really reminisce and you really miss about and you kind of wish you could bring about here but it's it would be socially weird that is such an interesting question I want to know because like I feel like moving forward I need people to stay six feet away from me mm -hmm. for like the rest of my life like Disneyland never oh, I don't know never. I don't know how that's gonna work but yeah. like it can't go back to the way it was yeah oh my gosh Chelsea I did not even think about the the candle thing like you just said that and that that scared me that that literally gave me chills because I was like oh my gosh like birthdays how are we gonna do that um, no yeah and trust me crazy. I didn't I didn't think of this it was TikTok TikTok oh, okay. is all the yeah, credit see, guys, TikTok is pretty <laughs> no um, literally yeah but I think my like best memory like I think all throughout high school um we have like a sports medicine club at, at my school and I joined it my junior year um and I had been wanting to join that since like freshman year but I couldn't because it was the same period I had soccer but my junior year, I had gotten injured and I wasn't able to practice. So 
I like convinced my coach to kind of just let me not be at practice and let me be helping out. And so I did that. And during that club, like I would help out at the football games. I'd be in like the locker room and in our training room, like wrapping ankles, wrapping wrists, like helping any injuries. And my favorite part was going to the football games and we would go on like, like a separate little car there and we'd take all our stuff. And I remember like being in the locker room with all the guys and we'd have our trainer and they'd be like blasting music. And it'd be, it'd be just such a cool experience because sometimes they would like allow us to like run out with all the football players. And that team was so big. It was literally, it was like more than 50, like literally more than 50 like athletes. So I would be in a locker room, like a small locker room with 50 other like huge sweating like guys. And it sounds super gross, but it was always really fun. Like they would be playing music. They'd be always getting like super hype. And I can't imagine that. Like, I don't know what that would be like because thinking about it, that could have been like, that could have gone horrible if like we kept going with school and we didn't know that COVID was a thing. So that, but that was definitely the best memory. And if I could like relive, I think up to like my whole life, if I could relive just one part, it'd probably be that that time where I was able to do all of that. Yeah, that sounds really dope also. Yeah, especially like Friday, like Friday nights mm. at our like our home, our home games. Though so those were insane. Oh my gosh, I missed that so much. <laughs> yeah, Melissa, I was just about to ask, do you remember that one time where just everybody got sick throughout the week? Um, oh, think- yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this was, there was, this was closer, like, <laughs> I think it was in December, like November, at the end of December. And I would go into the locker room and just guys and guys would go in that they're not feeling well. And our trainer was just like, just help them out. And we didn't know, but there were so many, half the football team was (laughs) staying home, was staying at home. And we had no idea what that was. And we didn't know that COVID was a thing then. I think it started like in February and March, I think. And now when I think about it and I talk to my friends, they're like, I probably had COVID. Like, I'm pretty sure I had COVID. So I'm pretty sure half our football team got COVID or or something but they were all super sick yeah to be fair that's not even far-fetched I've heard a lot of people even my own Mm -hmm. friends have also like said that because like for example they got extremely sick like holiday season when people started first hearing about the pandemic and they were like well they didn't tell me I had anything wrong but I wasn't feeling good it's hopefully we'll find out in the future (laughs) yeah 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 how about you EJ I think the same as I think uh that's just like you know you talking about like the whole locker room now I just remembered it I think like I don't know who brought it in but I remember Bryce had it and uh or not to like bring your name but I remember one of my friends had it and um he just like started like uh like you know not to say anything but like we were like really close friends so then, like uh we were like stay close really and um I think I got it from him and we just oh the whole locker room I think was just so sick and to be honest the locker room was really nasty either way like you said it's really sweaty it's just hella dudes it's every like it's just bad I think that's like the thing that I would say like I just can't imagine anymore because <laughs> like <laughs> it was just a lot of people in a lot of cramped up places and it was always hot and sweaty and crazy but um yeah, I remember being one of those sick kids that was just like, oh, no, I can't practice. And it got to be like, what you mean? Like, you know, you have to practice. And I'm just like, no, I can't. Um, 
I think that has to be like that moment. Yeah. But um, I can't leave. Really, yeah. I cannot imagine anything without going back to the locker room and just talking and having fun. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, we always have music bumping. We're just always just like trying to make each other laugh and just try to make some bright out of this horrible workout that we just did. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I remember like thinking like the football team was so annoying or like just any of like the guy athletes. I was like, I do not like you guys. But I think spending like I think it was the whole semester at like games and watching you guys win games and um, when you guys would lose that I remember seeing like some guys that I had never seen cry cry. And I was just like, oh, my God, like these people, they have like feelings. They're, they're normal. And I think that just made it so much better. Not not seeing, not that I enjoyed seeing them cry, but I saw like a more <laughs> human side to them. Yes. And it just, you know, I became friends um, with a lot of them. And I think they're my closest friends now. Yeah. That's really sweet to hear. And if there's any guys, people who identify as male out there, you can cry. It's okay. Yeah. We encourage feelings. We love yeah, guys being in their feelings. but I love your guys' experience like pre-COVID but post-COVID how you guys are kind of lacking the same thing and like just that peer-to-peer contact and I just want to know like how has your experience or your perspective post like during this COVID time like how does that differ from your peers like are you seeing your peers on social media like traveling because I just want to know what you guys are doing right now because you guys I from what I've gathered you guys are kind of being safe, staying indoors, doing whatever you can to limit the spread. I just want to know if you see your peers doing the same thing as well. Um, I think I definitely see some people that I wouldn't consider being like the safest and they're going out in like large groups and they're going on trips. And I think part of me gets like super annoyed at that because I think there's like some people that are, you know, trying to do their part to keep everyone safe. And then there's this another group of people that really don't care. I don't know if they just don't realize that what they're doing can be really harmful. Um, so sometimes I try to give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt. But I think especially now with so much information going out, it's kind of hard to just be like, oh, no, they like probably just don't know because it's so obvious. And, you know, everybody knows that it's going up like this is like a serious thing. But I definitely think my experiences are not the same. Um, I haven't like I rarely go out. The only time I go out is for like my practices um, for soccer. And even then, like, I have to do like social distancing. Our coach makes us take like our own sanitizer. We have to be six feet away. The only time we can take off our masks is to like get water and stuff like that. And every time I like come back, my mom is always like, okay, like be like, be make sure you wash your hands, don't touch anything, like leave your cleats outside. And so um, it's always like that. And like, I can't imagine that because I remember like when I would come home from practice, I would just kind of like throw myself on the ground and just lie there for like a good like 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. my mom is like, no, don't let any of your things touch anything else. Like leave your, leave your shoes outside, do this, go wash your hands. And so all of that is just kind of crazy. And I don't have like a lot of friends, but I had like one close friend. I live in like an apartment and she like lives like above me. And usually I would just like call her, she would call me and we'd go on like a walk or go get ice cream. And now like, even if I want to do that, sometimes she's like hesitant 
um, because she knows I go up for like my practices. Um, and so sometimes she's like, no, like, you know, it's not that safe. And um, I agree, like, it's, it's definitely not the safest, but I think there's some part, at least for me that, you know, wants to go out and is craving that like type of, um, I guess, like intimacy with like another person or just the outside world. Um, so yeah, it's definitely different, but I have hopes that it'll get better eventually. Yeah, Melissa, I was about to ask you, um, you ever just like lay down and then get that cramp in your calf and you're just like, ah, that's the worst. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I always remember that. Um, I think it's, I think it's also weird for me because, yeah, I have like, <laughs> I feel like I have like one group of friends who like, they always call me up too. Like, they're just like always like hanging out and they're like always doing stuff. I think they like called me up one day. They're like, you trying to go to Beverly Hills? And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you trying to do in Beverly Hills? They're like, I don't know. Like, just walk around. I'm like, you know that there's like it's getting stricter and they're like yeah but you know it's just us and like we're gonna hang around and they're like a group of like 10 like 11 people and I'm just like uh no maybe next time nah not really um and I think it's weird to just have that like have like that group of friends it didn't also have a whole different other side of friends where they're just like, uh, like I've like tried to text them a couple of times and they wouldn't even just be like, they wouldn't even like uh, try to like um, think about it. They would like just uh, like quickly just shut me down. Like, oh no, the uh, COVID is getting stricter. I can't do anything. Uh, it's just getting crazy. And it's kind of like crazy to see that contrast um, between the two people. Um, I kind of like deal with the same, pro uh, same issues. Uh, my mom has a daycare, so uh, and she keeps her daycare open. So that means that none of uh, me, me or my mom cannot really afford getting sick or getting COVID and spreading it to uh, the kid, even worse, or the parents. Um, so that means like we usually have to watch how many times we're going out or uh, what we're doing when we're going out. Um, but we are both busy people, so uh, my mom usually is going out like doing errands. And um, like, I, like, I, uh, like I said, I'm trying to turn 18. I have to go out to grab my ID and just stuff like that where I kind of just like feel like the need that like I need to be out to like be able to do those things. But like, then again, I have to make sure like I watch it, like I do not get it or like I don't have a risk at it. Um, I am very uh, quickly with getting uh, or like being able to sign up for a COVID test because I know like kind of like how to do it and I know how to do it on my own, which is perfect. So I am quick with signing up for that uh, at any time and feeling like even if like I do feel like a sniffer, then I feel like I should I can get it and uh, I can be able to take a test and just to make sure that I don't have any. But um, yeah, my mom's um, my mom's like uh, her requirements to keep her business open are pretty strict too. Like she has to take the temperature of every kid that walks in. So there's no contact between her and the parent at all yeah. the, the mm -hmm. only contact is with the kid um the kid has to uh like he, like she asked my mom can meet the parent at the door the door has to stay closed and until like we have everything together uh then the door can open and then the uh, the kid can come inside and then the parent has to leave 
and same with uh dropping off it's just very different and that kind of kills my mom too because like she's so used to like having the parent come in and sit down and yeah. then talk for, like a good minute and then like uh like uh at a certain time uh being able to like kind of like, be like oh okay see you later now it's just very um changing and altered yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, you know, you sound like you're doing a lot of grown up stuff already. And because, for example, like I have recently barely started doing my own appointments, recently been, you know, kind of just cleaning, not cleaning up after myself, I'm not a hog, but, you know, just doing more things for myself as an adult. (laughs) And, you know, you guys are also going to be entering the adult, quote unquote, adult world pretty soon, even though, you know, post high school life isn't necessarily adult world, but it's going to be the first huge transition that you guys might have in your life. So, you know, like now that you're entering kind of that like adult world, like what kind of like feelings like pop up when you think about that? Like I know some people, especially when I was your age which was not too long ago, um, I was very anxious about, you know, just like what could happen, um, especially since like I no longer was having like my life outlined for me by the government. Um, So, you know, just kind of like what pops up, you know, like any emotion is totally valid. And, you know, like little by little, if it's a negative one, you'll be able to find ways in order to like hopefully turn it into a positive one or find a better feeling to replace it. Yeah, and piggybacking off of that, like you guys are coming into the adult world in 2021, very turbulent times politically, socially, um, health-wise as well with COVID. So um, when we have this conversation that we're going to have right now, I just want every to remind everyone that we're all here. This is a safe space. We're all people of color. And we really want to showcase how diverse, like we have diverse lived experiences and we want our listeners to understand that and probably relate to that. So um, you guys can be free to say whatever you want. And I know it's very hard in these times. So how is it being a high school student with everything happening? Uh, I would say chaotic. and uh, I don't even know like what other words to describe other than chaotic and crazy and um, very different from when I experienced. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just hard to like, you know, be able to adapt to this adult world, uh, like, you know, not trying to throw any people out, but saying it's hard to adapt to this adult world while saying we don't really have a present as an adult. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um I'm not trying to like, you know, throw any shade, but Trump is not the best in my books right now. <laughs> uh, just from past thing. And we did have the Capitol being broke into by white protesters, Trump, support, Trump, pro, Trump supporters. They're not protesters. They're, it's more mm-hmm. like a rally um, by mm-hmm. Trump supporters with guns. And that's crazy to me because I've been at, I've been at multiple Black Lives Matter protests. I've led multiple walks and I've been forced to look a National Guard army down in the eye, having holding a big gun and he's just staring uh, staring dead at me like you better not as a minor as a minor minor. (laughs) yeah um so it's crazy for me to you know look at the news and watch the capital being broken into 
with guns and seeing how nobody did anything to stop it. Nobody called the National Army. Uh, the security, uh, the security, alley, like backed off when they broke into a government, a government building. I think that's the craziest part. It's a government building, yet, uh, yet, like protesters or ralliers went with a guns being led or like being uh, supported by our own president to do that. Um, and I think that's just, I think that's just crazy to me. Um, I, I, that part was kind of like just emboldened in my mind. And we talked a lot about that oh, uh, in the last uh, couple of days at our school, especially since I'm in a government class. We've been a, like, you know, talking about the issue and trying to kind of like talk to anyone. And we found uh, like um, in one of my classes, we uh, we talked to uh, this, dude, this kid and uh, he said that he supported Trump. And we just like kind of really wondered why, like, what do you support with Trump? And um, uh, it was for, it was a very interesting talk. I would say that he didn't really have a lot of reasons behind supporting him. And it was a very difficult talk to have with him because it was, he was saying like, he's done this and we're talking about other stuff that he hasn't done or he has done that negatively affected uh, the public. And he's like, but he's done this. So I feel like that was very um, confusing and uh, kind of like hard to talk to someone that has such a different opinion and it, it's not going to change your mind. Like it's, it never, nothing's is going to change your mind. You could have the facts right in front of them. Still seems like it's not going to change your mind. So I think that's the part that's kind of just crazy to me. And then, yeah, like I said, I'm, I've been in Black Lives Matter protests. I've had riot gear look at me dead in the eye. Yet, see how even in a curfew, the police walked the uh, supporters off, and they're still holding guns. Because I know if I would have held a gun in that situation with my with National Guard standing right in front of me, I think it would have been a very different experience, <laughs> oh, yeah. a very different life. So, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, like Elijah said, I think everything that is going on definitely kind of switches up what our adulthood is. I think, I feel like we're kind of forced to grow up a lot sooner than maybe previous generations because we have, we're like forced to think about things that we didn't have to think about before. And I think especially now, um, we're kind of pushed to like have an opinion. And if you don't have an opinion, it's kind of, you know, frowned upon and it's like, oh, why don't you like research stuff? And I think a lot of people don't consider that sometimes forming an opinion can be really difficult because there's so much information, there's so much misinformation and it can be really overwhelming. And it's, it's like also can have like a negative mental impact because I think I, I'm all for like informing yourself, but I think there, there gets a point where you take in so much information that it can also be kind of detrimental and it's it's not the greatest because you're feeding yourself with every negative thing that is going on. And it can definitely like affect you negatively. Um, but yeah, I think like Elijah said, there's a lot of things going on, especially like recently with the Capitol being raged and all of that. Um, I think it's exposing us to what our country really is or what's really happening in our country. And I think a lot of the time you know, we want to stay positive and we want to say like, no, things are going to get better. Things are getting better. 
um, you know, racism in our country isn't as bad as it was. And I think when we see these things, it kind of opens our eyes and we realize that it hasn't necessarily gotten a lot better and it's still there. Um, but in general, all these things, I think, push us to see things in a different perspective and it helps us to mature. I'm not sure if it's the best thing. Like, I don't know if, if seeing all of this is really helping us, but I think it is creating like a difference and it is changing the way we think, at least for me. Um, but yeah, I think also COVID in general is also something that that is pushing me to kind of grow up a little bit sooner because I'm, I'm having to take into consideration things I never did. And Chelsea, you were saying like, you were finally doing like more adult things, like doing your own appointments. Like now with, with COVID, luckily, like my parents have been able to work, um, which means like I try to do like my appointments by myself. And um, this was like, like two months ago, I made an appointment and it was my first time making my own appointments. And I realized I'd scheduled the same appointment like the same day. So like all of that, like I can't do it. Like I'm trying to, but I still like mess up. And um, I know it's, I think eventually, you know, I'll get used to it. Cause I've seen, I have an older brother and mm -hmm. I think he was in the same place where he thought he would not be able to, but he's, he's, he turned out pretty fine. So I'm hoping <laughs> I can do the same, but yeah, sometimes it does get stressful. I think it was a, it was a final project for my government class and um, we had this kind of thing where we had to look at a not a 10-year plan but kind of look into what our life would be like and so we had to look at how to do the taxes like filing process how to pay for an apartment how, where to buy it like all these things and we had to make like a outline of what our monthly budget would be like where we want to spend our money and all of that and when I did that, I kind of like freaked out because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Like, why did nobody ever teach me this? Like, why is this finally like they're teaching me this at like the last semester of my senior year? Like, it just seemed like super unnecessary to, to be taught like then. Like, I wish I would have known this, you know, my freshman year, like somebody would have told me all of this. But I think stuff like that is kind of like good and bad. And I think I'm glad that maybe I was able to do that project my first semester of senior year. So I have this semester to kind of think about it and kind of sit with the idea that I am going to be an adult soon. And yes, my life is going to change. But I think um, if I focus on some things that are going that I have more control of, or at least that's what I can do, I think, because I think the more you focus on things that are out of the control, the more you kind of start to spiral and kind of go crazy. So Right now, I'm just trying to focus on what I can do and kind of hope that everything else falls into place. Yes, and that's definitely a very, I would say, mature perspective because when I was your age, I was more angry at everything. I was like, why me? So I can't even imagine during a pandemic <laughs> and, you know, during like kind of like political unrest, you know. Um, but I kind of wanted to add to that, like what you guys were saying, like, you know, like I remember in high school, whenever there would be kind of like anything like major happening in the news um, or a major happening like in the city or something local, like we would teachers would make a very big emphasis on like talking about it and, you know, like wanting to get thoughts outside. And I know there's a lot of mixed opinions for those type of, you know, like seminars um, that teachers kind of have. But being that, you know, the world has seemed to get a little crazier um, since we went online and 
since the pandemic hit and since 2020 was a thing, um, how do you affect your education? Cause you know, like, for example, let's say you're reading a book for English and this time you're like, oh, okay, cool. I have a book report. And like, sometimes students are like, cool. Like, I don't have to worry about my book, even though it's like, it sounds really awful, but it might be like, cool. I don't have to worry about my book report. Cause we're going to talk about, I don't know, something awful that happened in the news in class, which sounds so awful, but you know, in a way that's also affecting your education. So how do you feel that this, that, you know, the way that adults are kind of handling the world or the way that you guys see that adults are handling the world, like how it's even affecting you at like a, like a micro level, because like, you know, like at the end of the day, we're all like individual people and we might not think we affect each other, but we really do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think definitely it's, it's had a really great change. I think looking back just like my freshman and sophomore year, I don't think that many things went on those years, at least. I didn't feel like it, that there were that many because we didn't talk about it in class. But the end of like my junior year and then beginning of, of senior year and still now, every single day that I can like remember, we've talked about something that is going on, um, whether it's COVID or it's something political. And I've noticed there's there's like this, it, there's like, I guess, a like disparity in what classes I talk about it. And it's usually like my, if I have like a regular class, like this year I'm trying, I was trying to do a little bit more relaxed. So I have like two or three regular, like non, non-HP or non-AP classes. And in those classes, we spend a lot of time talking about it. Um, and I think, I think it's good, but sometimes like, especially, I think it was, it was right after two days after the, the Capitol got raged, we talked about it and the teacher you know, asked about it and everyone went like silent. And usually when you have conversations, people always have opinions. And she asked what was going on. And there was there was a girl that spoke up and she was like, we're just so tired. At least like, I'm so tired of talking about this. Like, I know it's really important, but in literally all our classes, we've been talking about it and we're just kind of over and over and over again, but we're not actually seeing any change and what is happening. So I think it does get tiring to hear that. And then with when it goes to like my AP classes, like we're not really talking about it. Like, like our teachers kind of, I don't want to say ignore it, but they, they kind of make a statement at the beginning of class and they're like, we know this is going on and it's, you know, something that's really important, but you guys have to do well in the AP tests. And so we have to get this information um, covered. And so I think I was thinking about that. And last year I took a lot more APs and I was thinking that if I was in those classes, I probably wouldn't have the same conversations that I do now. So I think teachers are handling it very different. Um, and I don't think it's their fault. It's definitely kind of complicated because from some teachers, you don't talk about it at all. And then others, it's the only thing you talk about and some can be tiring, but yeah, I've definitely, seen an increase in how much we talk about something um, related to politics in all my classes. Um, that, uh, yeah, that was like, uh, that's like kind of like exactly what I was thinking. Um, yeah, sometimes it does get very tiring. Uh, I think one of the uh, things, dang, I had, I, I had such a good thought and then I was just listening and I was like, yeah, like, you're, like, it's so true. Like, you know, it's just sometimes really does get tiring. And we really just been talking about it a lot in every single class. And 
Oh, um, and like at a point, like it makes me feel uh, closer to my teachers. Cause like, you know, I don't know. Cause like, I like when I was a freshman, I felt like, you know, all teachers like robots and like, <laughs> like they just want to give me work and just go live on with their life. And they have like nothing to do. And now that I'm a senior, especially with COVID times, like I feel a lot closer with my teachers. Um, one of my teachers has been so uh, close with us and she's sharing us like information about her uh, relatives getting COVID and we're just kind of like sitting there and we're trying to like kind of like relate with her and trying to talk to her like like sympathize like we, we like uh, we like feel like we feel shared emotions with her and I think that's like the one of the huge changes that I kind of like positive that came out of COVID because I feel like I would have never became that close with it unless it was like kind of like the term in high school. Um, and uh, like kind of have a lot to say or they don't really want to say anything about it. Um, and those are kind of like some of the teachers that I run into where it, it seems very shut off on what they really want to share and kind of like what they kind of like just have to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, it's kind of like, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like sometimes we do have times where just like the teachers kind of just want to talk and kind of like ramble for a lot, and then they'll be like, "Oh, we have like five more minutes. Let me push you all this information so you can write it down real quick and like try to figure out something out of this." And it's just like, "Yeah, we probably shouldn't spend the whole class like you know talking." But um, and those are like my AP teachers, so I feel like it's kind of like mixed in some circumstance because. My regular teachers really get like sympathized and my other teachers just kind of like talk and just want to keep on talking. And um, I think that's like where, where I feel like I'm going to be unprepared for the AP final or AP test. Other than that, it's kind of like really cool to see some teachers open up to you and talk about like how they're, how they're feeling it from COVID. It's just not the students. So um, I feel like that's where I like got along with a lot of our teachers. Mm-hmm. That seems like an interesting like field to navigate right now, because I think we brought this up on a previous episode, but don't forget that your teachers are people too. Like you can talk to them, you can have a conversation with them. Of course, they're going to have professional boundaries. They shouldn't be telling you like the whole life story, but you should still be able to get to know them as a person since they're helping you like learn and grow, hopefully. But going off that with teachers, I kind of want to know since you're nearing the end of your education time with the U.S. education system, you know, since you're nearing the end of that institutionalized time there, um, I kind of want to know how you see that the education system or your academics like support or ignore your identity as like a person of color. And that might be a little of a loaded question at first, but um, being that, you know, sometimes people might be like, what does school have to do with like my own identity? Or for example, I remember in high school, like I didn't really have an identity. I was just like student number whatever in California. And then after high school, that's when I was like, okay, now I know who I am. So, you know, like um, it might be also, I'm looking at it through my education, shout out education majors. Um, So honestly, like if you have a little bit of like trouble kind of like answering that question, I would just kind of look more into like what you value, kind of like who you, like who your communities are, like what you think of as community, who your people are, if you have people that you identify with and just kind of also like your morals and like 
like what you stand for in life and like do you feel that going to like your high school reflects that or is are there like discrepancies especially now that everything's moved online and like you it's been a lot difficult for certain students that it might have not been like in person you know I'm not gonna ramble that much but that was it <laughs> uh Chelsea you might just uh kind of like uh, uh uh like what I'm about or like you know like uh feel similar to what I'm about to say but um Lay it on me. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was always from early on. I got this great, this awesome history teacher. Like, I thought he was, like, the best. And to be honest, in a way, he kind of inspired me to become, like, or want to at least think about pursuing a history uh, teaching career. Um, I think just because, like, like he's, like, uh, I feel like teachers and, like, uh, a lot of educational uh, systems have a lot to do with kind of like shaping your identity and your person in a type of way because like you're just there like that like that's all you do for like I think what like a good 17 years you're just that's person like you have to go to school that's like your work and I think that like shapes a lot of people in a different way and um I kind of really wanted to pursue that that's one of the things that I'm thinking about pursuing after high school and college like trying to see if I can work at it uh at school um but uh, I feel like my high school does kind of like uh, my high school kind of like, well, I feel like my high school is very indifferent because <laughs> uh, like there's, I would, a lot of people does say like it's very diverse. To be honest, I don't feel that diverse, that much diversity when I'm going to my high school. I feel a lot of uh, kind of like more rich towards the rich white kids going to my high school versus kind of like seeing more minority-ish go to high school um not saying like my high school is like that but it kind of has that idea and I feel like a lot or some people are sometimes blind to that fact but then it is pretty diverse within a lot of multi multicultural uh, people going to our school. It's just that we do have more of a percentage of rich white students and kind of like that area. Um, and I feel like it's very different because you go to the school, because I go to school, of course, I, I, you go to school and you see a lot of like, you know, rich white people and it's kind of cool. But then you go to any type of sports and you see a lot more uh, black and a lot more Latina X coming into uh, the picture. And it's just very different from the actual academic side to the uh, athletic side. And like I said, I am an athlete. So I do kind of like experience that a lot. Um, I do think uh, that my school uh, did uh, kind of like was a good representation of my culture. Uh, just because while we did kind of like have the uh, rich and white, we did have also the black and the Latina X. We still had an Asians and we still had like a good multi-culture uh, to our school, which I think that is kind of like a good thing to have. Um, and I feel like that kind of like helped me with my school adventure a lot, uh, especially in nearing the end. Cause uh, I feel like I got a lot of uh, shout outs uh, from uh, protesting and uh, from other things like that to be able to uh, be on this podcast or like be uh, recommended mm -hmm. by counselors to do certain things. Like uh, I know uh, I know Melissa and me, we were both chosen for a panel for our school to talk about uh, race and identity. 
Uh, mm. I'm also, uh, I don't know if anybody knows, but uh, I also help uh, car pay and I'm also an ambassador for that. Like, there's just a lot of things that I feel like kind of like that my school uh, it had me experience just because I'm uh, uh, kind of like, just because I'm black and uh, I'm in a school that's multicultural. So they want to hear my experience of the school. And I'm pretty sure the same from Melissa. Uh, I think that's kind of like where I benefited from my school a lot. And I liked it like that. I, I kind of loved it, <laughs> especially towards my senior year. Yeah, like Elijah, I think, yeah, our school is, it's interesting because I think there is diversity, but there's times where it doesn't feel like it is. And sometimes, you know, although you see people that maybe look the same as you, our experiences and our ideas can definitely vary. And, you know, not everybody is the same, but I think identity wise, I feel like I'm finally kind of understanding or getting a grasp of who I am or like who I want to be. And I think at the beginning, like freshman and senior year, I was really focused, no freshman and, and sophomore year, sorry. I was like super focused on like soccer and oh my gosh, like I want to play division one soccer and I want to do this and I want to play professional. Um, but I think once I entered high school and I started to realize that you know, there's there's also a lot of things that I, I could do and I wanted to do. And it wasn't until I got involved in a lot of clubs. And I think one of my favorite clubs is a human rights watch, human rights watch club I have at my school. And I think that if, if there's one club that has really shaped a lot of my identity and a lot of my ideas, it's definitely that club. And I think it's helped me in, in many ways. And um, I think it's one of the, the clubs that although I'm not going to be part of once I leave, the things I learned there are going to stick with me. And I think high school was able to do that for me. And I know not everybody has the same experiences, um, but luckily, you know, I was able to have a pretty good um, high school experience. I think there was definitely times where maybe I didn't feel as, um, I, I don't want to say like accepted, or I didn't feel like I fit in. But eventually I kind of learned to see that as I think something positive too, because um, it, it helped me find myself. And I think I, I really enjoy that. And like Elijah said, I think our school also has a lot of opportunities for the minorities. And I think since there is a great population that is, is white or identifies as white, um, there's also this push to kind of want to know about the other um, identities. So they want to know about the Latinos, about the African-Americans, about the Asians about the Native Americans. They wanna know about everything. And I think if if you put yourself out there and kinda, you know, go outside of your comfort zone, cause I know even if I look back a couple years, I know talking, like doing something like this was definitely something I never imagined I would do. I would never get up in front of people and talk about my experiences and, you know, talk about how vulnerable sometimes I felt. And I did that, like Elijah said, um, him and I were in a panel that talked about race and identity. There, there was an Instagram page created that disclosed stories about racism and discrimination at our schools by students of co color. And so we were kind of student mediators with our administrator and we kind of talked to them about how we felt. And we were, I think it was five other, it was five students in total. We were all like people of color and we talked about our experiences. And so it's stuff like that, that I think um, my school in particular was able to bring to me. And I know not all schools have that. So I definitely feel fortunate that I was able to have that experience because now I understand that my voice also matters. And 
even the voices of people that don't speak up. Like I think so many don't even understand that their voices matter too. And I think eventually I, I hope that they will realize that, that it does matter, even if, you know, they're not seeing their voices portrayed in, you know, big, you know, in, in like social media or like by big celebrities or by big known people, like known names, like that their voices matter as well. Um, but yeah, I think overall high school was a pretty good experience. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of wish my senior year was different. I, I wish, you know, we would have had all the, the the different experiences. Like, you know, I wanted to have like a soccer season. I wanted to be part of the clubs, finish up, do events, do all of that. Um, and I'm not sure if that's gonna be possible, um, but I'm definitely grateful for the experiences that I had because I thought that um, they kind of, I don't want to say like make up for it because I, I definitely still have hopes that we'll get something, but I think they, they are a great representation of what my four years have been so far. And I think I have more positive things to say about my experiences than negative. And I think that they overall have prepared me or I hope they have prepared me for like what's to come. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you share that sentiment. Um that you have like more positive things to say than negative. Cause I'm pretty sure it's really easy cause I'm in my senior year of college as well. So it's really easy to let this experience shape like your whole college experience saying like, oh, it's all bad cause it gets to end bad, but no, it was actually pretty good. You've taken some good things from it and now you can move forward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Melissa, I know uh, we really want to be part of the, um, the rallies real quick. That was, that was what have been real fun. Senior rallies, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think the last one we had was a couple weeks before we went into like lockdown, like literally like two weeks before, I think. Um, and that one was kind of was crazy. And I think, I think either way, admin was going to shut us down because he, we kind of went crazy on that one. And they were like, you guys have to stop doing that. Like you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. It's supposed to be safe and, and nobody's supposed to get hurt. But um that was a lot of fun. Yeah, they, they were fun. They were definitely fun. And yeah, yeah that's, that's, I think, what I miss the most. But I think, you know, um, at least I have those. Like, Elijah, like, you still remember that. And I still remember that. So yeah. I think sometimes it's nice to, like, dwell on the good moments and not kind of think about everything we're missing out on. Yeah. 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 And with that, um, we had a great conversation here. I'm really glad to have met you guys, but I want to ask one more question. It's like going to be a really deep one, but I just want to know, who are you? Like at this point in time in January of 2021, who are you? What are your priorities right now? What matters most to you? Do you think you'll change in the future? Like what are your goals? It's really loaded, but... We're all talking about sense of self in this series. So I want to know who each of you are. Uh, I would say that I am an African-American male. Um, I, uh, I am a huge history geek. I kind of love learning about history. Um, uh, combined with my sport I would watch my track any day I also love football um and to be honest I would stick around for any conversation that would have me or let me be a representation of anything uh 
I am a social person that everybody, I feel like everybody knows, like whoever I talk to, they know I'm very social. And if we're going to have a conversation, I expect to have it for days. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm also very independent and I can get work done that I feel efficient. Um, I perfect anything that I'm doing with like, if I know how to, uh, if I know how to do a skill, then I make sure that I can perfect it in any type of way. Um, and I uh, make sure that I keep to my responsibilities and have that kind of like, just make me go forward and keep me pushing. Cause like, other than that, I don't really, I wouldn't really know what to do. Um, yeah, uh, I would say my priorities right now um, to see where I'm going for like the next four years of my life. I still just have no clue. Like I said, I've gotten, I think like six or five acceptance with uh, academic scholarships for most of them. Um, That's awesome. Let's go. <laughs> Yay. Uh, um, my priority is looking for scholarships so I can see if I can support it, not trying to spend all of my money on college. Uh, and I think it will change in the future. I think everything will change in the future, to be honest. I think my career might differ. I feel like what I love might differ. I don't even know like if I'll be in sports um, or not. Um, I really hope so, but I have no clue. I kind of feel like we don't really know about the future. So I feel like everything can really be different. You know, I could be waking up, putting on a suit instead of some shorts <laughs> or like, you know, not go, not being able to go to the beach instead of going to like a lake. And, but um, I think that might differ for Shelly and easily. Yeah, definitely. I think um, like Elijah, I have a lot of, I guess, similar things I could say myself but I think I've definitely come to like a point where I feel like I'm finally kind of more at peace with myself or more at peace with where I am in like my life so far um but I think right now um I'm I'm like I'm Christian so I'm really focusing on like I guess bettering my relationship with God I don't know if that makes sense but like I've just been doing that and that has helped me so much. And so I think my pri that would be like my, my priority. And in that, that has helped me kind of live every day to like the fullest and just kind of acknowledge everything that is around me and kind of not take anything for granted. And it also has helped me not worry as much about everything because I think at the beginning of quarantine, I was freaking out. I had no idea what I was gonna do, what would life be like in like a couple months. And now I kind of, it sounds like weird, but I try to live like day to day and kind of just enjoy every moment. Like I try to be present and where I am and just enjoy this, like this conversation. Like I usually would have stressed about what I was going to say and kind of been like, okay, I have, to, I have to say that. But no, it's like so fun to just talk to people. And I think like I knew EJ because we did like another like kind of presentation together, but it's different. And I think every time I talk to him or like, engage in a conversation with him and other people I learned something super different and I it's super exciting so I'm just doing that and yeah I'm super into baking right now I I saw on like TikTok like yesterday I made like matcha brownies and those are really good Ooh. and stuff like that I, I recommend share, um, share. yeah yeah matcha brownies recipe <laughs> yeah um 
but yeah, I think that's what I'm doing right now. Just um, try to enjoy um, at my best of my, my ability. Um, every moment that I have, like trying to better my relationships with my friends that I maybe can't see, but like I can text them and then just enjoy the time I have with my family because I think I am planning on maybe going out of state and I think I'm using this time, this quarantine to spend time with them and enjoy them um, while I can, because I know that if I'm not here, I, I'm definitely gonna miss them. So kind of enjoy these last couple moments. And like Elijah said, I like that you talked about like maybe not knowing if you're gonna do sports. Like I, like since I was like maybe like seven years old, like I knew like I wanted to play division one soccer, but with everything going on, like the recruitment is so, so hard. And I got injured my like sophomore year and it led into like my junior year. And I was not able to like play. I was not able to get film and all the, all the colleges I were, I was like talking to, I had to like stop because I wasn't able to play. And so I had like plans. I have these like huge plans of like playing in like March in these huge like college showcases and it all got canceled because of COVID. And so I'm starting to kind of accept that there's some things that are out of my control and like, I can't really do much about that, but I can enjoy what I have now. And like Elijah said, I don't know if I'm gonna be playing the sport that I wanna play in college, but regardless, I know that there are other things that I enjoy and I know I'm gonna find new things. And I definitely think that I'm gonna change. I think I'm gonna learn new things because obviously, you know, living in California um, in a small city in California, it's very different than going out of state and living in a tiny town. So I'm excited for that, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Melissa, we, um, if we're paired on any more videos, I think we just got to, like, you know, get a uh, dinner real quick or something like that. Like, you got some chicken yeah, leg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love So many you. different ways that we meet. <laughs> yeah, we always meet. Like, I met him, I think, first time out of protest. I was, like, yeah. screaming, and, like, he was screaming with me. And so that was the first time. Or, like, even before on, I think, the locker room. But it's always, like, a different interaction, but it's always, you know, so fun and we get to see these perspectives that we wouldn't usually see if we were at school just walking during passing periods. Yeah, I did. I think that was like one of the highlights too, just walking into the trainer's room just messing around with anyone who's in there just to get out of the practice. That part was annoying, yeah, because I had to clean up whatever you guys did, but the, the, the like spilled Gatorade, that was so sticky and I would have to clean that up. So I didn't like that, but then I learned more about EJ and you know, now I, I, I like EJ. He's cool. Yeah. See, you never know where you can make new friends. Um, yeah, but, you know, we're kind of wrapping up now. And before we close up, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for being part of, you know, the special episode, being a part yes. of the podcast and having, you know, time of your, like a lot of your time, not even a lot, but just your time, you know, being consumed by us. So we're really grateful that you guys are able to come here today. And, you know, as we're closing up, we're also kind of just going to reflect a little on just kind of what you guys talked about, like as audience member, as audience listens, I'll just throw in a little snippet of advice since it applied to both of you. Um, but as far as like sports in college, the really cool thing that sometimes happens is there's this thing called intramural sports. And so it's basically, it's kind of like a club sport. I remember um, I looked into it when I used to play lacrosse in high school because I was like, maybe in college I can pick it up. Um, I personally didn't like the commitment because um, no, 
to sports <laughs> but you know like definitely where depending on where you guys go I would definitely look into it because if you guys have that passion still or like you know if you have the time for it like it's definitely something worth picking up again and like making time for it and you can also meet really cool people there and so from what I hear you guys like meeting new cool people so it could be your new domain but you know all right. So thank you guys for being here with us. And, you know, before we close up, I'm just going to throw in the regular, um, you know, please follow us on Instagram, like, mm -hmm. comment, subscribe, kind of YouTube stuff um, on Instagram. <laughs> we are at university underscore pod. And um, please hit us up. You know, you can always direct message us or you can always take that survey at the end of each episode that you listen to. We're desperately open for constructive criticism. Just kidding. We just love constructive criticism and we always like to improve. So mm -hmm. we'll take a crumb of that cr uh, criticism, please. please. Um, but thank you guys for listening and we'll hope to hear you guys soon. And yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.